Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name's Keith. I'm Josh playing as Arrow. Zenus playing as Grim. And my name is Bryce playing as Jack Law. And now, in the description of this podcast, you can see exactly what kind of character they are. Because I put that on the on the iTunes or the SoundCloud thing when I upload. Also, it's important for us to mention that this podcast episode is brought to you by Duke's Barbecue, who is not a sponsor, as well as by Hardee's, who is also not a sponsor. But they make good biscuits. Yeah, we had biscuits this morning before and we started recording. We eat their food. If the podcast sounds any different, we like to apologize. Uh, if it sounds worse, we'd like to say you're welcome if it sounds better. But we have, we're at a different location recording today. Um, live from Studio B. Yeah, we're live in a, diff- in a second studio location. Uh, we hope, just let us know if you, you find anything about that. Also, I've been watching SoundCloud numbers. I'm concerned there's some fake watchers on SoundCloud. If you are a person that watches this podcast, or listens to this podcast, I need you to do something. Keep me from going and spiraling into a pit of insanity. Just follow me. Just go to Twitter, at Taint Media Games. Or send me an email, taintmediagames at gmail.com. Just let me know you're out there. Because I, I don't know if all these people are fake. I don't want to go to SoundCloud and be like, hey, I got fake listeners. If there are 150 people that you have you that listen every week, let me know. If there's one, let me know. Just give me some feedback, that's all. Now, if you are fake and you do email or jump on Twitter. Right. We're going to know. We are going to know. Yeah. I don't want to sound... We're going to put one of those I am not a robot captures. Yeah. And I know you won't be able to click it. That's right. <laughs> Price is always thinking. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound clingy here, but it will help me in the future. So please do let us know if you watch the show. Our loyal Listen fans. To the show. Uh, but we hope you're enjoying it. Last time uh, we put on the mask. Grim put on the mask of many faces. Will you remind me, did I make you touch everyone to change them into someone? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought I would have to make you do. Yeah, because you. Yeah, we have to all be holding hands. Right. So the mask of many faces turns out to be hand. more than just a mask that allows you to change form. It actually... it There are positive and negative effects to the mask that we'll get into, but the ones you've experienced so far are that it gave you insight into whoever you were, their mind, and, and kind of their... You know their yeah. abilities. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say and, abilities and bodily bodily functions a little bit. Um, form. I don't know. Not you're not. If, if Grim's dad sits down to poop, he's not. Grim's not going to poop. <laughs> Just <laughs> hold on, guys. I gotta. I gotta take care of something. Yeah, no. <laughs> that would be a very humorous uh, mechanic. But anyway, last time they put on the mask, they were headed to strong water. Their goal is to get uh, to charter a boat in strong water to take them to the Round Isle South, a couple days sail south of where they are now, uh, to Buckland, where the headquarters of the Servants of the Scale, the organization that our party is a part of, that seeks to restore balance to this imbalanced world that is caused by a perceived evil High Council that is very magic-oriented. They are very, uh, what do you, um, very elitist, very magic-elitist, Mag- the magical people in this world, people who can do magic very well, tend to be wealthy and they tend to be um, better off and subvert- subversive of other types of people. Now we are, we already have tickets. Yes, you do for have. The cruise you line. do you do have a book of tickets that you got from Simon Simon Treasure Taker. Simon of the Mini Tubes. Yes, uh, you do have some tickets. Uh, you not you don't know much about those tickets, but you do know they were given to you by him. Um, you're also in your big cart, you know, 
cruising with a load of basilisk uh, spines. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How many did you have? Like 30? Yeah. We got all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had. spent all night. It was like a pile of them you yeah. had. Let's go with 30. And then, Jack, you have eyeballs. And Burr, so to start transformations, Arlo is currently a mastiff. Misiko is a Scottish-sounding dwarf. Misiko is a companion they picked up along the way. Burb has been transformed into his old slave master, Claremont. Uh, and Grim has transformed into his father. Jack has transformed into his father. And everybody is, you know, disguised to try to go into this town. And the last thing we heard was the loud noises of Frigis, the one of our favorite magic item vendors from the uh, the campaign, <coughs> who seems to be in Strongwater. The game begins. We were heading that way, weren't we? I don't know. I just remember. I think the last thing that I said was I made some very loud. We heard the soothing comment. tones of Frigis. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Dang it, we got rings. We got steel pins from anymore. Oh yeah, we don't have any writing utensils actually. Josh, I don't have any. I have some in my car. There's a thing. We are in a fresh location. We Best apologize for any room. hiccups that you're, we're experiencing this morning. Um, I feel so. Dumb. No matter what time it is for you. So, the game begins. You are you all are clippity clopping behind your. What was it? Two horses, right? Yeah, two horses. Like I know horse I am in the, the back, kind of like <clears throat> sitting and, and thinking. Okay. I was driving. Misiko, I don't remember if he was up at the front. He might have been when he was transformed. I think he was. Yeah, I will need that actually, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. I know. You you were up at the front with me, weren't you? I thought I because then I, went I remember front switching. And changed everyone. Yeah, I switched places with somebody because. I think it was Misko who wanted to come up there to the front to get changed, so I switched places with him. Okay. I went to the back of the carriage. Maybe so. So it's y'all two up front. Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter too much right now. Well, then Misko would have to be driving, because yeah. I don't know how to drive a carriage. I think you spoke. You said something about Frigis after I said it or something, so we'll start with uh, Misiko speaking with... Grim, do you know this vendor down here? Y- yes, I do. Please... Call me Bruner for the time being. Bruner. Okay. Do I can you, I can do have, this. Do you have a name? Dwarfin male. I think we settled on Porky he wants to be called. <laughs> was it? Porky. It was. <laughs> Alright. Yes, my name my My name is Porky. Old family name. <clears throat> my name is Porky Bruner. Alright, Porky. Take us to Frigis. If you would please. As you request. And he, he clops that way. Um, so this city you're coming into, uh, this, this the city of Str- or the, it's really a town of Strongwater. It's obviously a, a, a dock town. I don't know if to describe this, but you can you can see the waters of the of the canal that passes between um, the the Isle of Flame and the mainland, um, and you can kind of see off in the distance the the great Isle of Flame rising out of the water like the cliffs of Dover um, on the edge of the. The, the town is on the edge of the water, and there's there's ton, there's lots of docks. There's a lot of huge boats, you know, moored here. Um, you can see to the south that it's just ocean. You can't see. the You know that the Round Isle is that way, but you, all you see is ocean. And you can tell why they call this place strong water if you've never been here before. It's because the, the weather patterns that form off of this big rock and in this area of the ocean are very choppy. The, the, the water is very choppy, the currents seem to be strong, and the weather doesn't seem to be particularly good 
here. Um, but it's a good place as far as, you know, uh, landscape for a port, so they make do with the weather. Um, a lot of the buildings are made of wood. There are a lot of them are on stilts, but some of them are on the ground. Uh, you can tell that this place is growing, that business and industry are causing it to grow uh, fairly rapidly. There are bigger buildings being built and currently under construction. Um, <coughs> these buildings are being kind of plated with metal roofs and a little bit stronger siding to combat this wind that keeps rushing off of the water. Um, and as you walk in, you're kind of walking through the residential outer outer areas and you're headed towards kind of the marketplace in the, in the center of town that is kind of near the dock area um, going in. So any questions or anything about this? How are the horses feeling at this point? They've seen a lot. They, I mean, the horses are, as far as existentially, they're all right. They, they are inhabitants of this crazy world. So they, they are no stranger to these <coughs> beasts and whatnot that you have seen. Um, <clears throat> Josh, may I ask what that is? That's a, devi- a small red device you've just taken out? That's just my battery for my phone. Oh, okay. I didn't know what More juice. <laughs> I didn't know what that was like. A, I thought you were taking out like some sort of small bomb. No, the horses Let's are see all if we right. Can get this done in time. I think I've asked y'all. I've asked y'all before if you're taking care of the horses, and I was I was Check told us. that you were. Yeah, I I yeah. broached and fed them whenever they were disassembling the basilisk. Right. Yep. Uh, and so the horses are doing okay. <coughs> Sweet. So you guys are clopping through town. The streets are are dirt, but some stone. The closer you get to the center of town, as you clippity clop in. Arlo is is playing it up. He is he is laying down as a mastiff on top of the pile of basilisk scales Nasty. in the back. Nasty. Burb is like still trying to figure himself out in the back. He is a human, an old human man named Clareman. and he just kind of like a little bit talking to himself, trying to figure out what it could, what it's like to be a, a man of you know average intelligence. As Burb is the only person to you know increase his intelligence factor for having this transformation. The unwieldy Clareman suit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you gotta cop over there. You wanna you wanna kind of park in the market district area and head over to Freegis's little tent that he's got set up. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. <clears throat> so you all approach uh, Freegis in his tent. Um, as you know from the first time you met him, uh, I think you maybe got saw him on a cart at one point, but yeah. he's he is unpacked fully now. Uh, he's got his cart in the back of this tent. His tent opens up and folds. Um, there's kind of a kind of a circus tenty vibe where you can see a big tent but there's like a little vestibule area where you walk in kind of the size of a changing tent at the beach but you can't see into his tent you just can hear his you know his loud boisterous voice as he was calling to different you know people to come and check out what he's got but he has since headed inside his tent as you pull up outside um and all his, his sign just kind of an unbecoming sign above his tent just says free just as wares uh, but the tent is there, and it's it's a very you know bright purple color with white vertical stripes. I step in. All right. Grim steps in. Misiko will join you. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna join with you. Okay. Everybody heading inside. I I can't speak as right. as a mastiff, so I trust these guys to do the wheeling and dealing. But um, I want to stay behind with the scales to make sure nobody pilfers them. Okay. Clearman calls out to you and says. I'll uh, watch can, the watch the cart. Hear what's going on inside. Old dog boy got advantage on hearing, boys. Yeah. So if you if there's something that would be interesting to be heard, we'll roll perception on that. Keen um, hearing and smell. Before I go in, if y'all make uh, any smells, I'm down with that too. Arlo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> if you hear him say any items that you want, just bark. Oh. That's cute. <laughs> okay, so Claremont sits up at the Claremont slash Burb sits up at the the reins. Uh, Arlo slash Arlo dog is laying on the the uh, pile of scales, and you guys walk in, and Preacher says. Well, hello there, fellas. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome to my shop. Don't know if I've seen you all around these parts before. Though two of you look oddly familiar. (laughs) (laughs) No, How do you do? (laughs) I don't remember what... Dude, I don't uh, think you had a voice really. I mean, no, it was just, boisterous because you were a lot happier. Yeah, um, you don't have the mask on. That's yeah, true. yeah, that was true. Because no part mask. of part of what happened to Jack is that you're a lot of the the weight of a lot of your your sorrow and pain from yeah. all your losses is not you don't have it right now. Jack's dad died a happy man, so yeah, we'll just roll with it. Uh, good afternoon. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, mister. What what may I call you? And he reaches out his hand to shake it. You may call me Jeremiah. Jeremiah! That's a lot of syllables and a lot of good name right there. It's good to, it's good to see you, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes your hand. That was a real handshake across the table, everybody. Authenticity. Authenticity. We're coming up with too many words here. We gotta slow down. We can get closer to the mic if y'all want to have an ASMR handshake. Just a leathery... And what about it sounds you? like ropes twisting. <laughs> what about you, tall fella? You tall, dark, and handsome. Well, he's like tall. He's, he's shorter than six feet. Bruner is. He's you're taller than me. Yeah, Regis <laughs> is a dwarf, so yeah. 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 Um, you can call me Bruner, sir. It's nice to meet you, Bruno. My name's Freegis, and I have some of the best magical wares this side of the channel. Yeah, excellent. That is what we are here for. And what about you, little dwarf fella? What's your name? My name's Porky. <laughs> That's not a name, but it suits you. Good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you too. As he peeks up over the counter. <laughs> just has a box in the back. That's why he's about the same height as you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, so you guys want to see some of my fresh new wares? Yes, please. that would be excellent. Well, let me tell you what I got. Uh-oh. He unrolls, you know, he pulls off the cover of his table and you see five, um, obviously magical items laying there. One of them is a dagger, a dagger with a bright silver hilt, and the, uh, the hilt of it looks like a mouth with sharp teeth pointing up and the, the blade is kind of like the tongue coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a little, what really for all intents and purposes looks like an Altoids tin. It's a, you know, a little tin with green edges. Um, that's just sitting there. Uh, there's also a kind of velvet bag about the size of, you know, maybe half the size of a cantaloupe. It's a full-size cantaloupe. I was about to say half the size of a pumpkin. That's a really bad way to measure things. (laughs) It's a marble bag about the size of a cantaloupe. Or a small watermelon. (laughs) Or, you know, two softballs put together. Have you ever put two softballs together? It's water balloon size. <laughs> Those are expandable. Just, the, the nervousness of DMing a podcast <laughs> pushes my brain to the point where I, I come up with half the size of a pumpkin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like three-eighths the size of a tire. <laughs> it's like a hubcap, but imagine if you had two and pushed them together. <laughs> 
Alright, I'm sorry. This is funny. Hopefully this is a good, this is a good meme You know you. what? Everybody listening out there, that was no extra charge. That one's on the house yeah, right there. That's on the house. But do visit patreon.com slash network if you'd rather not be. Uh, yeah, so it's a, ba- it's, it's a velvet bag. Kind of bulbousy. Um... How bulbous? No, never mind. We're not. We're not. Yeah, I, that I, don't, I don't know how I would come up with a measurement for that. Uh, there's also a small teddy bear on there, and the teddy bear has a little uh, helmet on, and it's holding a little wooden sword, and it's just like you know, sitting there like a teddy bear on the thing. And there's also a long black cane uh, laying on the table with a what looks like crystal um, ball on the end of it. The cane is long, it's, it's black, it looks to be wooden, maybe, or, or really it's just kind of jet black cane. Uh, and it looks to almost be steaming, like there's, looks kind of like a, a, a vapor coming off of it. Like a pumpkin. He says, so this is what I got today, you all. If you got any questions, don't hesitate to ask. What what does the cane do, sir? Oh, the cane of freeze water. Eh? It's a pretty cool magical item I got here. Uh, <laughs> now be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Free just winks. I, I'm gonna do that, Jeremiah. I got I know I got the bones. So this <clears throat> this cane is frosty cold. You see this crystal ball? That's where the power comes from. It's got it's got the power. To freeze water around it. So if you say you're in a puddle or something, you slap this cane on the ground, all that water's frozen. So frozen so thick, in fact, you could even walk on it. Let's say you wanted to walk across this channel. You could try. But the problem is, with this cane, in direct sunlight, it gets a little too hot. It starts to melt a little bit. So you got to be careful when you're using it. <coughs> but... Could be a useful item if you you all seem a little bit older, but maybe you're adventurers and you might need a little bit of extra help. Or a cane. Or a cane. <laughs> it is it does work for just a cane as long as it's in, you know, not direct sunlight. You gotta walk with it in the shade of your body. <laughs> it sets you back fifty gold though. Hmm. I would like to see what the other items are. Yes. Absolutely. What, what, what do you have questions about? Uh, just All of them. Start from the beginning, if you Fine. don't mind. Let me tell you. I, he picks up the, the dagger, and he, like, you know, brandishes <coughs> it, and, like, puts it on his hand, and he, like, gives the hilt to you, Jeremiah, and lets you hold it. And he says, now that is the drinking dagger. It's a sharp dagger with a silver hilt, like I described earlier. If you sink this dagger into a fallen foe, it will drink that foe's blood. Next, you use this dagger to deal some damage to an enemy. It might just give you a little bit of extra vitality equal to the damage you deal. Be careful, you will feel a prick when that happens. How much for that? That sets you back maybe at 40 gold pieces. Uh, I'll think on it. Let's come back to that one. Very well. Now, these are some of my favorites. Sometimes I bust these out just for party tricks. I call these the mouths of Minty. He pops open his little his little Altoids tin. He says, For just 20 gold pieces, you could have this package of Minty Freshness. Whenever you pop one of these lozenges in your mouth, it gives you the quick ability to blow ice breath right out of your mouth. 
dealing damage to your foes or just showing off for the ladies or gentlemen. I don't know which way you roll. <laughs> he looks down at Porky. Porky like gives him a nod. <laughs> How much for that one? Twenty gold pieces, like I said, Bruni. You're not paying attention, friend. Oh yeah, I wasn't. How many is in it, Bruni? It looks like there's maybe like ten in there. Ten. Uh, now he picks up this the bag, and when he picks up the bag, you can hear it like jiggle and shake and like clank together. Um, he picks it up, and it, there's, it's got some heft to it. And he says, "This is what I call the menace of marbles. This bag." Is full of 1,000 little tiny ball-bearing marbles that you can use for a quick getaway or I don't know what other kind of application you could use it for, but it's a bag of marbles and it refills at e- every night. When you go to sleep, if the bag's empty, when you wake up, it'll be full of 1,000 marbles again. I'll give that to you for 15 gold pieces. I'll take that one. Very well. <laughs> so he hands you the... I ain't going to be throwing gold no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah... We treat them as ball bearings. It it's enough for five five foot squares. It recharges daily. It takes a it's a dexterity check of ten to avoid them. Okay. So yeah, mark that down if you don't mind. It's a pleasure doing business with you, Jeremiah. And what does the bear do? Oh, it's adorable, really. We call this bear Sir Stuffed. Also, I'd like to again acknowledge. Huh? Five, five foot squares. Five, five foot squares. Alright. Um, I would like to give credit, which I can't do because I don't know the user who put it on Reddit, but there was like this list of a hundred you know, magic items that I pulled some of these from. Um, such as the Menace of Marbles, Mount of Minty, and Sir, Sir Stuffed. This teddy bear's name is Sir Stuffed. This teddy bear may look like just a cute little teddy bear, but he'll actually be a guardian angel over you while you sleep. If you set this teddy bear out while you're sleeping, he will make sure to alert you if anybody comes nearby and starts doing anything sneaky on you. Or trying to do anything sneaky on somebody you love. Also, in life or death situations, Sir Stuff will lay down his life for you. Now, he ain't too tough. He is a teddy bear. But he is good for letting you know when somebody's trying to get a little bit froggy. I believe I'll take the dagger as well. Very well. How much did I say that was? Forty. Forty gold thirty. Piece. He said thirty. <laughs> no, that's she asking, not Regis. Regis That'll be forty gold pieces. Mo, we got a big spender in Jeremiah today. Actually, that's not all I need. Do you have any health potions here? I just might. He turns around and starts looking as you as y'all want to mull over these other items. He's like, you know, opens a cabinet. I'm definitely going to get two of them by the end of it if he wants to go ahead and get whatever items he wants. Okay. How much is the bear? Um, when he turns... I'm going to hold in my jeans. Oh, one billion. He no. turns and he says, Oh, that probably will set you back another 50 gold pieces, so... Um, I'll take the cane and the bear. Very well. Do you have something I can wrap the cane in so it doesn't melt? Uh, yes, he does. He, uh, he has breath mints. As he's like looking through his cabinet of potions, he grabs um, some tissue paper off the uh, t- from the side, like a little roller thing on the counter ab- above him, and he like pit- rips it, and, like rips you a piece, and puts it behind him as he's searching through this cabinet. <clears throat> and you can hear him clanging through bottles or whatever, and he's like, "Well, I thought I thought I had some in here. Well, this, these will probably do." And he turns around and he pulls out two um, potions that 
they're not red, of course, like you would expect a health potion to be. <laughs> we'll just we'll just go ahead and canonize that health potions in our world are red. Also, pumpkin colored. We'll canonize that there are health bars above all our players that are full of red. That's not true. He turns around, and these po- potions are kind of an oddly blue violet color. And he puts them down. And he says, "These are, to the best of my knowledge, health potions. I'll give them to you for free." Because there's a chance they're not. <laughs> but I'm like 80%. I'm 80% sure. Jeremiah, this is an interesting deal. I'm 80% sure. <laughs> and I will say this. If something happens to you that is not healthiness, it ain't going to be too bad. I do know that. You should drink the potion now, Jeremiah. I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> You're not allergic to pumpkins, right? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it inside. Just in, I mean, it, it could be spoiled. I don't want you vomiting all over my magic items here. Could be a powerful lax deal. Man lax. Just teleports it out of the body. Okay. <laughs> right onto the floor. He says, free of charge. No, no, no worries about that. Absolutely. So, anybody else? Anything else you all like to grab? Do you... Uh, I don't have anything Did else you bark? I'd like to purchase. I was hearing all the items first. He wants the Altoids, I believe. Yeah, that's that's everybody. That's all the items. Is that what you want? <coughs> the Altoids? <laughs> that's the only thing that's left. Yeah. So. Was okay. it? Yeah. Because I got the sword, you got the cane and the bear. Yeah. And I got the marbles. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, anybody yeah. ever buy yeah. his magnet? The Mystic Magnet? What was the Mystic I Magnet? I think so. The Mystic Magnet was one that, a horseshoe magnet that activates with 100 pounds of weight when its name is called. Didn't you buy that, Darla? Jack? I mean, Bryce? you got the stone thing. <laughs> yeah, I got the depth rock. Yeah. This is our third encounter. I got mm-hmm. the ring of tracking the first time we met him. I got the depth rock and I think the magnet the second time. Yep. The magnet would have been the first time. Arlo has been out of cash for most of this thing, so yep. I haven't been able to purchase a lot. You got the shielding <laughs> of stone skin the second time. Yeah, that's what it was. Nobody, nobody bought his staff of burning pants. No. <laughs> that was a wooden staff that looks unassuming, but if the wielder shouts a lie as he swings at the end, we'll catch fire for a few moments, dealing fire damage. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Maybe I didn't get the magnet. I think I made that one up, actually. I will take... What's it called again? The minty? Bottle? Mouth of minty. Mouth of minty. I will take that. He hands it to you, and he re- holds out his hand for, what did I call it? 20, 20, 20 gold? 15, yeah. I call it. No. Did I say 15? Yeah, you did. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's fine. Yeah. Didn't he? He's a video game. No, he said 20. Oh. I thought he said 15 for something. We're calling it 20. We got two two versus two. I'm just taking more money from you. Whatever. All right. You were just making a slick deal. (laughs) No, he said 15 for something. We're going to watch it, and and you're going to owe me five gold, Keith. Okay. But no, yeah, I I give him the gold, and I take the the item. Cool. 15 for that tissue paper to wrap up the stick. There's nothing else I would like to purchase, but I am curious. Would you know, or would you be interested in purchasing some these basilisk <laughs> spines? Basilisk spines? Yes. Well, where would you have found some basilisk spines? That's a tough creature, and you an From old man. The basilisk that we killed. We you killed all it. killed a basilisk? No offense, but I don't think Porky down here is killing any sort of basilisk. We had help I, from our sons. Yes, you may have met them. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your sons? I, I'm a. If I pull off the mask, will it make them turn back into normal? Yeah. Dang. Well, you don't know that. Well, but... I'm not new. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being the DM. 
I, my secret walls are all misshapen. <laughs> don't, don't That's the worry best way it. I can describe it, though. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just, if you know someone who's interested in purchasing them, let me know. Well, I do know that I, if I buy them from you, I'm going to have to buy them for a lot less than you could get over in the round aisle because I'm going to have to send them over there anyway. Nobody's buying basilisk How things much over here on the mainland. Pay for them. Well... I don't know. Maybe I might give you. Let's see. He calculates in his head. He's kind of thinking and, you know, takes out a pen and paper and writes down. He says, I mean, I could really only give you about 25 a piece for these things. I Like I said, it's going to be a lot of work on my on my part to get these things sold. How much could we get for them over on the, what is it, the round aisle? Yeah. On the round aisle. Oh, you could get at least double on the round aisle, if not maybe triple. Because they need them over there. They got beasts of, beast of galore and beasts of plenty to be able to turn somebody to stone. Ooh, that is some powerful, powerful magics. Do you think it's worth the risk? What was the risk again? I don't know. Wait, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> they could, I'm thinking they could get stolen. I mean, we're going to pick a fight with whoever's going to steal them anyway. <laughs> I like the idea of carrying them across the channel. We've got a book full of tickets, so we can we can easily transport our carriage across on the barge as well. Dog, what say you? <laughs> Why are you yelling to him? There's no dog in here. Be quiet. One bark for no, two barks for yes to carry it across. Okay, we're going to leave. Thank you. Now, question for you. Is this dog your boss? It is a companion. That should only be one bark. <laughs> This is a very odd setup. <laughs> Porky, can I offer you anything uh, as a consolation? Or is there anything, you know, from maybe my maybe my wares here back on the wall Porky that you might like? Um, and on the wall, you can kind of see some of the old stuff he used to have. Um, and Porky looks around. Let's see. Does Porky want anything? I thought he was broke. Porky's broke as heck. Hmm. Porky's a broker. He does have a nice trident, though. Mm-hmm. The brokest of them. He does have a nice trident. I need to mark that down. Did I mark that down? Let me mark that down, actually. Could you give me the stats on that dagger? <coughs> it's, it's got dagger stats. Um, except, I'll tell you what it does. I just so, took 20 gold and I'm going to get the 20. You yeah. yeah, I didn't change so it. I figured as far as what the dagger mechanically does, um, stab it. When you stab it, it, you stab it into someone who's dead, a fallen enemy. It drinks that fo- the enemy's blood, and then the next time you use the dagger to deal damage, you will receive that same amount of damage in health. Mm. But it's a one-use thing, so you stab you. It's full of blood. One attack, you get health from it, and then the next time it would give you health, it would be have to be after. You stab it into an enemy, uh, a dead enemy again. Gotcha. I can see it as like a mosquito thing, like the handle actually like fills up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I would would have described that to you when you had done it. But like you can kind of tell there's a translucent area in the middle of the dagger, and you whenever you stab it in, you'll be able to see it fill with blood. Um, and so y'all cool bought also. everything he had, right? Y'all bought it all. Yep. If we ain't bolted down, yep. we bought him too. Nice shoes there. <laughs> 
I smell new shoes. <laughs> so Porky says, I, I'm broke. I don't have any money. I can't buy anything from you anyhow. But thank you for asking. Well, it ain't no problem. I just want to make some money. So if you ain't got none, you might as well hit the road, son. Fair enough. <laughs> Porky turns around and leaves. Always a pleasure, Freitas. What do you mean it's always a pleasure? We've just met. Ooh. Jeremiah winks and mysteriously backs out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I wasn't crazy too, I'd be weirded out. But we all know I'm a little bit off my rocker. We'll see you, cool cat. Yes. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Bruno, was it? Yes. Goodbye. You look like a fancy cat. We'll hope to see you again. No, I just leave. We bought everything here. I just time. walk yeah. out like a normal person. Freitas is very satisfied with himself. He's counting his gold on your way out. Cool, man. Um, so you're now outside Freitas's tent. There's you know other market kind of hustle and bustle here, but you don't hear anything specific. You know like Jim Bob's Magic Aeroplane Shop or whatever. Like just kind of your typical marketplace from here on out. Um, and you're outside. Yay. Were you looking for like a poisoning person? Mm-hmm. We we've been told there's not one here. Okay. Oh yeah, did I say that last time? I believe so. Okay. You Sounds said good. I'd have to wait till we got to the round out. Yeah, that, for... yeah. I, that's what I was going to repeat if I hadn't already said <clears throat> it. Is that? Sorry. You said there might be somebody who's like a potion maker around here, but nobody could, nobody knowledgeable enough to deal with the yeah. eyes of the basilisk. You of course could ask around, but I think that was Misiko telling you that. Gotcha. Also, we have a dog outside that may be barking, so that's just for effect for um, Arlo's transformation. Yeah, not an actual Arlo. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you're outside. Porky says, All right, what next? I believe we should try to go to the Round Isle if we have no further business here. That's where I'm trying to go. Arlo is sitting on the the front seat of of the car. Okay. You're ready to roll. Nice. Ready to roll. Now, I, I, <clears throat> you've told me that you have this book of tickets for us to all be able to get on the ship, but I worry that they won't let our cart on. We might have to pay our way that we might have to pay our way for the cart. How much do you think it would be? I don't know. We might have to ask whoever's on the gangplank. Well, you know this town. Lead on. Yeah, Porky. Porky. Uh, you know, his point, he gets up there and hops over to Clareman or whatever, and he says, Bruno, yes. what about selling, we have a book of like 30 tickets, don't we? Yeah. 14. Selling a few tickets to Freegis. You can mm. sell tickets to the barge. Well, let me go see if he's interested. <clears throat> Let's take out one for each of us, and one for the cart, just in case. Ho, ho, ho there, Clareman. Horses. Looks like Bruno's headed back inside. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I, I give myself these accents. <laughs> I don't think the dog would need a ticket. Uh, probably not, but just, Wait, once just in case. Once we get back on the boat, are we dropping these guys? <clears throat> I figured we'd get all the way to the round aisle first. I gave Misko two tickets. Okay. So, Misko, would you mind if we used one of your tickets? That's not his place. It doesn't matter, just go. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I don't suppose I'd mind, no. Cool, so I take out three tickets and give them to you, man. Jeremiah. Yeah, that's it. Skink. Yeah. So those three tickets are for the three of you? For yeah. 
Porky. Do, 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 do. Yeah, because um, we got Burb. Burb, Misco, and the three of us. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure everybody's got a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Extensive cool. math going so on. So you in my head, head. head back inside. Also, uh, yeah, it's head been. Back inside. We'll say it's probably been a good hour, hour and a half since you guys have uh, transformed. I need everybody to roll a wisdom check for me. Wisdom. Do I roll a wisdom check? Uh, you do not. Sorry. Okay. Fourteen. Just let y'all know, I'm about half tank on the old master transformation. Okay, fourteen. I got three hours. Eight. Okay. Everybody's good. You don't experience any adverse effects or anything, or any you know positive effects or whatever. Burp's good. Um. Oops. Yep. Need to roll for burp. Yep. Everybody seems to be you know cruising just fine. You can always you can sleep on the barge and regain your spell slot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, it should be noted that these ships are very piratey looking ships. I yeah. mean, they're just big, bad, pirate looking sailing ships that you guys see. Like, sailing. Like, pretty <laughs> little sailing ships right here. Man, y'all leave me alone. It's high pressure. Except for that one. That one's a tuggy boat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you going to buy our tickets or not, free? Just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'd, I'd cross my arms and fold it up like I was going on strike. I come back in. Freegis. Hey there, Bruno. Welcome back. I don't have a whole lot left for you, but if you want to sit and chat, we absolutely can. Um, perhaps some cheap. other time. Um, I have another question. I have tickets to to uh, the Strongwater whatever shipping company yeah, or something. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Strongwater whatever. Um, Do have, you now? I have 11 tickets. Would you be interested in purchasing them? To maybe sell to the locals or anybody coming through. Well, I suppose I might could sell them at a discount. Or maybe I might be able to multiply some of them. I don't really know. But uh, I'd give you... I'm, I'm going to level with you. And I get really close to yeah. the counter. I believe these are fake anyway. Ooh, well, I might be able to tell you whether that's the case. He pops one. He takes... Or if you have... I just hand the whole thing okay, to so him. Yeah, he takes one. He like eyes it. He lifts it up to the... He lifts it up to the light and looks at it, and he takes it back there. He, he turns around, and you hear him spit. He like, spits on one and like rubs it in. He like puts it up to the light. I don't understand your dwarven <laughs> methods, but as long as they work. Yeah. Not many people do it. I'm not sure if all of them work, but i got to try everything. <laughs> so. Thumps it. <laughs> <laughs> he like balls one up. I got to marry the ticket. <laughs> no. i got to be the ticket. Um, he, uh... God, this whole, whole of my jeans is really bothering me. Um, he he looks at you and he says, Mr. Bruno, I'm sorry, but somebody gave you fake tickets. Mm. Now, of course, they're good fakes. They're some of the best fakes I ever saw. It took the spit test for me. Every t- <clears throat> Normally, I can just hold it up to the light, but if I got to use the spit test, that's a good fake. So not everybody's going to be able to see that. You can, of course, r- roll the dice a little bit because those tickets are expensive, ah. especially... I think the only ship that's heading out for a while is leaving today. So, if you don't hop on the ship today, you'll be waiting a while. And if you do hop on the ship today and you buy a ticket, it's going to be quite a hefty price for a day of, you know, purchase. So, I will buy these tickets off of you, and I'll sell them to some unsuspecting folk and hope that they be, you know, go well, because I'm going to be out of this town soon enough. But Excellent. Does he often sell hot goods to unsuspecting folk? I'm just wondering. <laughs> That's a question the DM um, can't answer. <laughs> well, how much would you give us for them? I'd probably give you two gold apiece for these, you know, just a little bit. Is that enough to cover the cost of putting a cart on the boat? 
do you think? Mm. It really depends on how much cargo they got going. The less cargo they got in the ship now, uh, probably the lower the price it'll be for you to get over there to get the cart on the boat, of course. But uh, I don't know. It seems like a fairly stormy day. It feels like maybe a light day. It might be enough to cover. How about this? You all bought everything I had today. You all showed me some kindness. I'll give you five gold pieces per ticket. Ooh. Well, thank you. I'll take that deal. Well, then you can certainly have it. So that'd be 55 gold pieces right here in your hand. I believe that really ought to be uh, enough to cover at least getting your cart onto the boat. Thank Skitching. you. It has been a pleasure, Frigis. <coughs> hopefully see you again. Bruno. Perhaps under the guise of a different man. That's an odd thing to say, but I don't ask no questions from people who bought all my stuff. You don't have a brother, do you? <laughs> but I will say, I have to imagine we will be seeing a, one another again. Because I, I actually next am headed up, over to the Round Island myself, actually. Oh, of course. I hadn't been in a while. Well, I hope your travels are filled with safety and peace, my friend. Same to you. These idiots are the only ones that buy from me. I gotta follow them. (laughs) And then I leave. There's there's no way you can boil out all the gaminess from the the game. There's there's no way. We got gaminess going on. (laughs) You just can't do it. Okay, so you guys are back outside. uh, And Bruner, you've learned some new information. Yes. Arlo has learned new information as well. Yeah, yeah. Arlo heard all that. I saunter back over to the cart with my 55 gold pieces. 50. 55. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me two gold pieces for. <laughs> he purchased the tickets for five gold piece. He said he believed that would be enough, but it depends on how much cargo the boat has. Also, there's only one boat leaving today. Boy, we should probably hurry then. We need to leave now. Very well. Did he say anything about the tickets? Will they get us on the boat? Oh, they're fakes. They won't pass a spit test, but they are very good fakes. <laughs> a spit test? So if someone's... What on earth is a spit test? Ooh, Dwarven spit magic. Test. Ancient. Very powerful. Do you think in this disguise <laughs> I can do a spit test? I'm going to climb on the front of the You know, thing. yes, probably. Misiko, uh, also the person who is Porky is a very odd, like, weird, long-eared, elvish, Jack and Daxter type of looking person with yellow skin and snake eyes and, you know, a slitted nose... Uh, but he's transformed into a dwarf, so uh, Misiko and or Porky turns to his hand like just hocks a big old nasty loogie on his hand and <laughs> spits on his hand. <laughs> I don't feel the magic! I think it might only I work do. on tickets. <laughs> <clears throat> Very well. I'd laugh if like if the spit test revealed that his hand was a fake. <laughs> <laughs> ancient dwarven. I like the ancient dwarven magic. Uh, all right, let's head over to the docks. And he goes and, you know, he says, Clareman, take us over to the docks. And I'm messing, I'm trying to organize all the items in my phone on, on the on the character sheet. And I just, I copied this little dot so I can mark each item individually so I know which one it is. And um, I was trying to paste one, but I inadvertently hit the copy button on emptiness. Cool. So I just, I copied just a blank space. Very cool. <clears throat> Clareman is seeming to get a little bit more wieldy. Clareman says, like, absolutely. And he, you know, clops over there uh, as unwieldy bird. That'll wake. 
So you guys pull up in front of this ship. It's being loaded as we speak. Um, the ship is a just a great big pirate ship looking thing with the with the raised you know captain steering deck and the big long deck in the front. Three great masts with big sails on it. The ship uh, across blazoned on the back of it. Whenever you ride up there, um, you see a name on there, and it is you see the name of the ship is Winifred's Waddle. <laughs> the ship is just extremely wide and, and girthy. Uh, there on the front, like you know where the mermaid or whatever would be, it's actually just a very portly, you know, woman standing up there with holding like a big mug of ale, like put pressing forward as the, with the point going out. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you can see people, you know, loading stuff. The crew is on there, uh, you know, swabbing the deck, doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's wooden cranes that are loading cargo onto the deck of the ship, as well as their big, wide gangplanks that are going into the side of two, kind of like, if you picture like a Noah's Ark door, you know, on the sides of the ship going into the very lowest part you can imagine. Um, you can see, like, windows going up. You can see that the ship is, from the outside, is, you know, three levels underneath. The bottom level is where these cargo doors are kind of going in. Then you can see two, you know, porthole window levels going up, and then there's the deck of the ship. Um, and there's Inwardly, a lot of. Arlo feels very confident. This this boat feels sturdy. Yeah, it's it it looks sturdy. It's a big old merchant ship. There's also a gangplank that you know the crew is walking up and down to get to their main deck. And there's a another dwarf a dwarven a dwarven um, lady actually. A, d- a dwarven lady, uh, <clears throat> just one of the crew members standing out there at the gangplank with her arms, you know, locked together, just kind of bouncing whoever coming, taking tickets, whatever, as people hop onto this boat. Crap, she's a dwarf. <laughs> lady, <laughs> question mark. She's <laughs> um, not a lady. And then, yeah. It's a woman. <laughs> M- <laughs> Misiko turns around, Porky turns around and says, Looks like we're in luck. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Why would you say that? Arlo says, <laughs> Because I'm a dwarf, I'll be able to, you know, if if the if our tickets are counterfeit, maybe I'll be able to, you know, schmoozer. Work your dwarven spit magic as it were. <laughs> I have a I have a feeling she'll enjoy my spit magic. <laughs> um very concerned for you, Porky. <laughs> Just stay in the back, please. Okay. What's I, I wish I could reveal all the lore to of this mask to you. Because <laughs> it would make this moment funny. <coughs> all um, will be revealed in time. So, you guys roll up there. And your cart is there, kind of in this cargo area where mm. they're loading stuff on and off. And there's the, the dwarven lass. The dwarven looks older. Uh, her hair is gray and, you know, coarse. She looks like she has sailed many a voyage. What? Arlo wants to jump in the back to be with the scales again. He doesn't okay. want to be up front right now. Good boy. What was the name of that thing about the cane? Um, cane of coldness. The cold of cane. Cane of freeze water. There you go. That's it. Cane. The old magic item tells you what it does in the name, naming, uh, naming convention. It actually produces fruit by the foot. Just <laughs> right from the top of it. Yeah. Agree. No, okay. No cold water or ice, anything. I suppose. So, what are we going to do? Are you driving, right, Jack? You wouldn't know Burb's driving. I'm just up front Burb. with Burb. Yeah. Take us forward, Burb. If you... Will do. Please. And he, yeah, clops forward and, like, do you want me to park, like, right in front of this 
this lady? Or where where you want us to? Are we going to get out? What what's the deal? I believe we're going to have to speak to her. Yes, a comfortable distance away. No, don't be rude. Don't don't park directly. Okay, I won't be rude. Do I have do I have to do it? Do I have to speak to her? No, I, one of us will speak to her. Okay. Most likely I will, because I'm up front with you. Okay. Porky raises his hand and says... I don't says, know where you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely going to speak to her. Porky. Porky. I will kill you. Stop it. I am a, a dwarf. I am suited for this. I say let him go. Arlo looks at him one... We have tickets, do we not? Arlo looks at him straight on and bites <laughs> one time. <laughs> If you'll remember, that means no. Very well. I'm, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'll wait. Would you like to speak with her? I'm good. Porky, do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't have the ticket. Someone has to come with me. You have a ticket with you. Don't, we're all trying to get on the boat, are we not? I will go with you then, fine. Let's, 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 Avanti. Right. So he, he hops, he like, <laughs> hops up and walks up. I, I walk with him. Okay. Does y'all, do y'all have all the tickets? The two of you? Um. Or you have all the tickets? Uh, you got three. <laughs> He's got two of them. I have who? You've got two I'll, of them. I'll hand them to you as you hop <laughs> off. Okay, so okay. I've, got, I've got three. He's got two. All right. He says... Hello, lassie. Oh God. We we would like to procure passage on your ship across to the Round Isle. We have these tickets, and we'd also like to buy a little bit of cargo space for our cart here. Arlo's sitting on top of the pile, just wagging his tail. And our mastiff. His name is Bonesy. She responds. He says, "Tickets, please." She's a door flame. Oh my. <laughs> I hand my three tickets over. Your tickets, if you would, honey. <laughs> Dang it, that was a missed opportunity. That was a missed opportunity. Can I retcon and change it? I am. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going back. All right. Let's spin that one back real quick. Tickets, please. <laughs> Pass she, she grabs the ticket. She looks at him. All right, everything looks a bit, looks to be in order. Maybe. What's my charisma? Yeah. Um, oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need you. I need you. I need you both to to roll it as you kind of roll a, uh, a, a a persuasion check. It's not gonna be a tough, terribly tough check, but roll just to like convince this lady that you're confidently handing her tickets that are real. Is he more confident as Bruner? Yeah. Can I use Bruner's charisma? Um, He's got like. I, don't know, I mean, he, not, I, I imagine he would have a positive modifier. I, I, if you say no, it's perfectly no, fine. At this point, take all of your stats to zeros. You're not particularly good or bad at anything in this form. Oh, so, I thought you were like zero. I was like, that's negative five on no, everything. No, no, no. I like, sorry, tens. Everything's okay. a ten, so no no additions. <coughs> on like physical stats too, or is it just for this instance? Um, just full we'll body tackle it. her into the water. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> ah, I got a six. <laughs> okay. Brunner, you, I mean, you have the confidence, but you know... You're just a little bit antsy about it. Um, Parky is at you're you're almost a little bit a little bit you know impressed with how just Porky's really handling this. He looks like he's just he, this is every day. Everything looks to be in order. Now we've had some problems with people with counterfeit tickets, so I apologize. 
but I'm going to have to use some ancient dwarven magic to figure <laughs> out whether these are, you know, counterfeit tickets or not. So I perfectly understand. I won't make you watch. <laughs> she turns around and like, you know, waddles over <laughs> to the thing. You hear... I want to offer her a mint so bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't give them to you yet. I know. You just hear. <laughs> and so this, it, it's, it's, it's getting close to the end of the day. It's getting kind of dark, I think, at this point. As she. Um, well, no, you can tell. It's getting kind of dark at the end of this point. It's foggy. The lights are the lights are kind of dim here, so we're gonna give you an opportunity to to pass this thing. Okay. I forgot what I was gonna say. I was gonna try to distract her. Oh, <clears throat> no, as she as she uh, spits, I how far did she walk away? Or did she just? She's probably like ten feet away from me at this point. Oh crap! Okay. Or maybe five. I don't know. I mean, it's no, I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's it's fine. Um, <coughs> I just kind of call out, Madam, can you tell me the price of? Purchasing cargo space. Okay, yeah, so whenever you do that, she had just spit on it. And she turns around and says, Well, we actually fairly light on cargo, and I don't... I, I gotta be honest with you, it's gonna be kind of a rowdy bunch down there on this ride for some of the cargo we got going. Oh, that's so, no problem. Uh, I think what, it costs about 45 gold pieces to get on the boat. When the, in the cargo hold. Now, of course, you can't stay down there. You'll have to use your tickets. And I gotta say, these tickets, if they're fakes, they're good fakes. We're gonna let you on. That sounds good to me. Ancient Excellent. If the, if the spit test don't do it, it'll be all good in my opinion. Excellent. Thank you. Porky, Porky just like giddy. Everybody's on high guard because the spit test didn't work. He says, thank you. Thank you, Lassie. By the way, may I say you look dashing in this foggy, the foggy candlelight this evening. I back away from this. She says, oh, well, thank you, darling. No one's ever said that to me before th- th- this week. You know, and over, over there Just, on... The, that's not unbelievable. <laughs> over there on the round aisle, I mean, there's some, you know, people a little more rough and tumble, so you get a little bit more... You know, attention over there when you look like me, but hey, what's your name? My name is Porky. <laughs> That's a good name. I can hear Porky's smile, <laughs> and I can hear his eyebrows just. What? <laughs> he says, what's the issue for me uh, is that uh? Keith stares me in the eye as he's speaking in any of his characters. <laughs> well, I'm just right across the table from him. Yeah, it's usually me. Yeah, That's... <laughs> um. She says, well, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll call on you while we're on the ride. It'll be probably four or five days we're on the water. Maybe we'll get to know each other. But for now, get on the boat and get your stuff in your quarters. We're going to be, we're going to be setting sail here very soon. Hurry up. We'll get somebody to put your cart on in the cargo hold. Can I follow just to know where it is? Yeah, we can't go inside. You can watch from the ramp, but you can't go inside the cargo hold. I'll be honest. It's for your own safety. Can I run up the ramp? Can we leave? You can, yeah, you can try. Does the dog need to stay with us, or can he stay in the cargo hold as well? You can make arrangements for your dog to be fed in the cargo hold. We don't want him in the regular... We're trying to run a tight ship here. I so. completely understand. How much would that be? Oh, that's included <coughs> in the cost of your cargo. There's yeah. some other living creatures that we're carting as well. 
Excellent. And your dog's food can't cost as much as his food, dear God. Dear God. Dear gods. Like being with the creatures. Okay, so um, somebody, uh, one, she says, hey, you, this cart's going on. Take care of the horses, take care of the dog. Make sure it doesn't cause any trouble with you know what and the you know where. Uh, and um, uh, a fella comes over and sits into the, the cart and he says, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, would you hop down and hop onto the ship? I rolled a nat 20 to hide inside the... Uh, I was going to do that. Um, inside the cart. Well, you're outside the cart, so no, you'd have I'm, to like hop up in there. You can yeah. certainly Burled try in that. The in, the, in the bones. Oh. You can certainly try that. Um, you handed her four tickets, right? Five tickets or four? They saw me like Five. on the front of the cart, but I moved back, and now like the whole group is walking away. But there's there's also five tickets, and there's only four of us. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> plus forty five gold. I gave we gave a ticket for the dog too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she definitely saw you before, right? <clears throat> before you like, is that you weren't hidden before this moment? So she saw you when you were waiting with the cart. I thought I was on the front of the cart, but he said he was on the front of the cart. So that means well, I was in the back. We, I would imagine she could still see through, right? Because the, the cart's a covered wagon. She you know, saw through the thing, right? I thought it was a, like a com- covered wagon. A like completely closed. covered? Okay, if you were in there, she's got a question now. Okay. <laughs> so somebody hops on there. Clareman says, Well, absolutely. I'll hop down. Uh, I'll hop, uh, I'll get my things. And he looks around and he doesn't have any things. <laughs> and then he's, uh, okay. Wait, <laughs> I am my thing. <laughs> and then he hops well, down. That's and, all of them. <laughs> goes around the front of the horses to the gangplank to meet up with Bruner and Porky. Uh, and the lady says, All right, there's three of you, but you handed me five tickets. What's the deal here? You got two more coming? No, I just... I heard that today was the last time in a while that the, the boats would be sailing out. I don't have need of the extra tickets. I figured you might want them. I don't know how your process works. Perhaps you use the same tickets over and over. Roll up a persuasion check on me. I got a ten? <laughs> That's halfway persuasive. She yeah. says, Ah, sound good to me. Do I need to roll to remember her face? Remember her face? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to roll later. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. A little bit. To to do to to to, to really crush that because you're right now you're your dead you don't have to roll for that you look familiar you have an identical twin cousin and also a reason that um Misiko didn't have to roll is because he's someone he doesn't know or has never met um so all right I'm it's like late up in the top of the okay. in the rafters <laughs> yeah. of the court. it's late you got the tickets they passed the dwarven ancient magic spit test. I don't really know what else I can do. Hop on the boat. <clears throat> the quartermaster, Sil- Slivius, will show you to your quarters. Thank you. Slivius. That's a name right there. I saunter up that way as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nobody at home can see that sauntering action. Nope. It's probably to the best. You know what I find interesting about DMing D&D in this story that I'm making up, you know, sauntering? as I write it, is that I write for several hours during the week of what I do and then I don't look down at it at all <laughs> whenever we play. It has become part of your knowing. Yeah, and not, well, nothing's... We haven't done anything wrong or whatever, but... Um, okay, we can so do things wrong? Derail completely after line two. Okay, so you guys walk, walk up onto the boat and we're going to go to the cart real quick. So a regular old just, you know, pirate... Not piratey, merchanty looking fella, you know... 
ship hand sailor. He's not wearing like a navy costume, but just you know, the the salt kissed uh, hair and, and robes and stuff. Just looks like a sailor. Oh my. He hops onto the cart and he you know he he says like, "Isn't there supposed to be a dog back here?" And he like peeks. He opens the thing, and so you ro- you rolled to hide. Huh? I rolled a net twenty to hide. Oh, nice! Then you're definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, he peeks back there and he, he sees Arlo he's petting he, the dog, and he, he doesn't see him. He sees you and he reaches back and he says, "Hey, good boy." Oh, he's not a good boy. <laughs> he, he's like, "What's your name?" But he ate a man in this exact situation before. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is the second time we've done this, uh, and so he he says, "All right, you're you're in good hands." like steel wool. He says, but I have to tell you, be careful. Because if you're going to be roaming around here, don't get too close to any of the big cages. Arlo just starts wagging his tail, and I, I want to like lay down. Good boy. He pets you. And then um, he carts up into the thing, and he the cart bumps over the rails, and you go into this very big cargo hold on um, the length of the <laughs> ship, on either side of the left or the right side, so starboard of... Well, yeah, port or starboard side of the ship uh, are just boxes, boxes and cargo and everything. And you see a couple of big iron cages, or big, probably steel cages, just big, big cages. Um, and some of them have, like, you know, maybe a few cows, some regular old cattle, might be a horse or two, or a bear or something. Nothing too crazy in there. Um, but you can see at the back of the ship, none of them crazy cows. There's like a double sized steel cage. And as you notice that, you can't see a lot because you're a dog. You know, and, and, this, and the cart is going in this way and you're, 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 you're laid down. Uh, so you turn to the right. So the, towards the back of the ship would be the left. You're turning to the right. And he takes you all the way to the front of the ship and parks <coughs> the cart down there at the end. He um, gets out and gives the, eats the horses like a sugar cube and an apple. Um, and he pets him and says, you'll be all right down here. And he kind of ties them off to the wall. And gives them, you know, whatever they need to stay stable down there. Um, he ah, says, "Stable." I'll be back. I'll be back to check on you, you, uh, you guys. Now, remember. And he pulls back the curtain again, and he looks at you, Arlo, and he says, "Remember, pup, be careful down here. There's a lot of big animals, and you're small." Taylor's wagon. Okay. He says, okay. Looking innocent. I'll be back to feed you later. And he shuts the thing, and he leaves, and he goes down the cargo. Remember, remember his order. Sure. What was the name? Slit Slibbin? That's not no, Slibbin. Yeah, that's, not that's just a regular guy. I imagine you look like the dog from The Simpsons. But bigger. Like Mastiff-sized dog from The Simpsons. Santa's little helper? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, he was a greyhound. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, he won grey. said that like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. So, nope. As, as I can't see a whole lot of what's going on I'm inside this thing um, am I getting any interesting odoriferous smells sure roll perception let's percept that thing. that's Price? a nat 20 plus 3 I can roll wow. again though yeah you can't plus 3 and nat 20 but I'm all about a nat 20 you um, can actually there are some things that DC is 30 ah okay mm-hmm. well you can set it that high I don't know mm-hmm. if anything okay. second roll was a 6 some of my stuff is 40 I'm just kidding Bryce just revealed to me that a word that I've used over and over again means something not good. And I did not intend it that way. So if you're <laughs> laughing at me saying the nasty boy, uh, it, I, it's not. I'm using. I'm trying to describe the sound of horses walking. I uh, I read it as well. My soul, a little piece of it has died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My soul aches at the truth. <laughs> so, 
you yeah, with a net twenty to, to find some funks. You smell, like I said, kind of livestocky kind of <clears throat> smelling animals. Nothing, uh. nothing alarming so much that you, it's it's probably there's probably like you can smell there are four other animals in here, mm. <coughs> or besides your horses. Some of them you, you smell a couple like you smell a couple of rabbit cages. Mm-hmm. You, there's two rabbit cages. There's one big cage that does have, I believe, a uh, <coughs> a small you know, like a, a, a bear cub in it. Mm-hmm. And then at the very back, that giant steel cage, you can smell a smell that you've never smelled before. A smelly smell. <laughs> it smells. It smells assaulting. Uh, the smell is. It lets off a very sharp odor. Uh, an, an, uh, an odor of something that if you smelled it in the wild, you would say, I really need to be cautious about this sort of thing. And also, you can kind of smell. A, a metallic smell that goes along with it. Okay. Um, and with that, do I hear anything? Because the smell in here. Yeah. So with your hearing, you hear the sound of rabbits munching on stuff. You hear the sound of a bear cub kind of whining for its mother softly. And at the very back, you hear some stomping, some scraping, and the sound of loud exhaling. Hmm. All right. <laughs> the mystery continues. Alright, so let's cut back to this because we're about to wrap Why this episode did Briar up. Follow us? <laughs> <laughs> let's cut back to the deck of the ship. Uh, so Porky, Bruner, and Clareman walk up to the ship looking like weirdos. <laughs> the oddest the oddest traveling party to be seen. And they step on there and, and say, the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Porky and this, this is our next campaign. We're yeah. going to be these people. Yeah. Y'all, this oh, is it. God. This is a jumping off point. Yeah. I didn't tell you about the math. There is no going back. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so you're standing there on the deck of the ship, and let me. Uh, uh, a man and kind of. Old, very old looking but nice robes he comes in he's hunched over uh, and he is an elf he's an elven uh, male uh, older hunched over kind of comes walking up to you he seems looks like he's seen uh, his fair share of, of sailing voyages he feels like seems like he's seen his fair share of you know action and, and life and he comes over and he says well hello my name is Slivius Bile. I'm the quartermaster for Winifred's Waddle. We call her the Waddle. It's hard to say Winifred's Waddle so many times. I've said it twice now in this conversation. But may I show you to your quarters? Yes, please. Your <clears throat> names, quickly. I am Bruna. Good to meet you, My Bruna. companions are Porky and <clears throat> Clareman. Porky, you say? Ah, I suppose you are a dwarf. I should be to ex- be expected. <coughs> Clareman, that's a beautiful name. You you do look rather splendid, Clareman. Clareman doesn't know how to act. He says, well, thank you. Now I've got new clothes on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to see? That's interesting. I'd just like to say you all look rather dashing, I guess. As he looks down to Porky, he says, let me show you to your quarters. Porky says, I don't take too kindly to this, but that's all right, Mr. Bile. We'll be friends eventually. 
Uh, and he goes to lead you. So the way you get down to your quarters, you can see that there are the big glass doors that lead to captain's quarters or right underneath the kind of captain's area up there. Uh, and the way you get down to the quarters of those, if you know, like on pirate ships or whatever, those two big grates that pull up and the stairs go down. So Slivius Bile goes over and says, And like I said, you can call me Slivius, Slivius Bile, or Mr. Bile, if you would prefer. It matters not to me. And he pulls open his, uh, the grate, and he says, After you. You'll be down the stairs. You'll be the first door on the right. And he walks down behind you. Roll perception for me, though. Still tins? Uh, yes. Thirteen. <clears throat> Can I turn my eyes back into Grim's eyes? Okay, so uh, Porky's not focused. Grim Porky's slightly Por- taller. They show up a little bit. <laughs> Porky yeah. hears this noise, muff this this noise, and doesn't see the sight. He does. He's not concerned by what he hears. But the two of you, Claremont and Grim, you've heard these noises <coughs> several times before, uh, and they are noticeable to you. So you both turn around. And as you turn around, what you see as you hear the lady at the bottom saying, All right, this is the last call. This is the last ones on the ship. <clears throat> make sure you make them at home unless they, <clears throat> lest they have to harm you. And you turn and you see a garrison of orc soldiers walking onto the ship as well. Um, um, I'd like to say Bruner, he's got his hands behind his back, yeah. clasped, like walking at a measured pace. Sure. Blank, calm expression okay. as he stares down the orcs. So at, at this point, I would say when you're hearing this, you're like on the steps heading down. So you're about to go beneath, um, beneath the uh, thing. So I imagine like you're, you know, walking down the steps at your measured pace. Is that all right? Yeah. No, I, just, I turn and look okay. at the orcs and then I, I gotcha. walk down. So you're turning and they're walking <coughs> onto the walking onto the boat. What you see is more boat. <laughs> you see four of the hooded orcs that you remember were the mages oh, that you fought, oh, as well as you see ten orc soldiers behind them stepping onto the boat. And you hear one of them say, Where will we staying? <clears throat> and Slivius. Wait, how many again? Four mages mm-hmm. and ten soldiers. Alright. Um, <clears throat> and they're all standing there on the deck, kind of huddled up. And Slivius pokes his head out. He, like, you know, he, he kind of slinks behind you. Uh, and and pokes his head out of the out of the cargo hold. He says, "Don't worry, I'll be right with you. We'll take very good care of our soldiers. Don't worry." And then he goes back down. He says, as he gets as he's walking past you, um, roll one more perception for me. Ten. Uh, as you walks as he walks past you, you can hear Slivia saying. After he said, "We'll take very good care of our soldiers." On his way past you, he says, "Someone really ought to." And he says that very dejectedly and as he walks down. Just a f- smidge. And then that is where we will end. The plot is thickening. <laughs> that is where we will end today's episode. Thank you so much for, dun, watch, dun, dun. Or for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, please, what would do us so good is if you let us know you watch this show. We make it. We're really enjoying it. I hear from the from the party members that they enjoy playing it. So there's no yeah. reason for us to yes, stop. Sir. Of course, I enjoy making it. It's great. But we would just love to hear back from it's you if you are watching. If you want to get involved with the show and somehow, if you want to talk a lore, make sure you follow me and I'll talk a lore with you. Um, but in the meantime, please remember to like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. If you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. Um, if you want to leave us a three star review, that's fine. I don't care. 
Um, don't go below three, though. I care. <laughs> I care. I, I would love for it to be five stars. But please yeah. just, you know, a little bit of feedback would go a long way for us. Just a little bit of that gratification to know that there's somebody out there enjoying it. But if there is nobody, that's also fine. Remember to do those things. And also remember that we love you very much. Uh, toodles. Later. Later.